Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way, love is what you make of it. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Luciani welcoming you to another session of self-coaching, where real-life emotional struggle, whether it's depression, anxiety, relationship conflict, losing weight, or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed, teaching you to become your own best coach. Well, it hasn't been a week since I posted my last podcast, but it's been a few days, and I really felt compelled to apologize for the quality of the last, I guess, the last two podcasts. And in my defense, I have to plead that I am certainly challenged when it comes to tech stuff, computer stuff. And you may be like me that every time there's a new update, you wind up absolutely kind of baffled. Well, this is what happened. I use a program called Audacity to do my my editing and you know, to eliminate the coughs and sneezes and you know, things like that, you know, and just the quality of the production. And they updated the app or whatever it's called, because again, I computer challenged. And I the, the sound was so terrible, it sounded like I was in a tunnel, and whether it was too much bass or so, but it just burns me when something works. Maybe you're like me. It just, everything was going along peachy. It was just fine. I was enjoying these podcasts. And, and then they updated. Why change things? You know, it's the devil you know versus the devil you don't. And why change? Well, yeah, I mean, young people will tell you, and they probably are many young people listening to this podcast who devour new changes. And I know they're always trying to improve and improve, but my goodness, how can, you know, when something works and it ain't broke, that's my philosophy. I know the message is more important, but I also know that if you, if you are fatigued trying to listen to something, it doesn't help the message get across. But I'm going to try. Hopefully this little podcast, this little apology podcast, Will, will go a long way, and, and maybe when you're listening to this right now, you'll find that, hey, he figured it out. Now, while we're on the topic of change, why not? You know, we, we've talked before about why, why we prefer the devil we know versus the devil we don't, because we get to, you know, get secure with something. We get to kind of fall into it, and we, it's familiar, and it's predictable, and it doesn't cause stress. And everything just rolls along. And then all of a sudden, life has an update. Now, maybe life's updates has to do with more than just your, your iPhone or iPad or your Audacity program. Maybe it has to do with life itself. Maybe your job gets changed or the job description gets altered. Or maybe you can't figure out the new... Uh, TV remote because they've updated. <laughs> I don't know. When I grew up, there were no such thing as updates. Everything stayed the same. <laughs> and then, then we got into this whole this whole updating culture of ours. But 
I would love to know. I mean, if if you if you are someone who loves and looks forward to updates and the changes in your devices, please let me know. Selfcoachinghelp at AOL.com. I would love to post someone's comments on why I am so horribly antiquated in my thinking. So I'm grumbling and mumbling and passing this on to you. But change is hard. As I said, we, we tend to dig in and feel comfortable and secure with what we know. Even if what we know isn't so great, we we do feel it's predictable, and we know how to kind of uh, adapt ourselves to that circumstance. And then when it changes, it could be like the changes in the weather. Maybe uh, it's kind of sedate and calm, and then a storm comes in. Uh, we don't like those changes. Human beings feel best when they are not challenged by change. You know, there's a, a, a Chinese curse. May you live in interesting times. Well, the reason it's a curse is because interesting times are times where things are not normal. They're different. They're interesting. And interesting can mean a lot of things. But essentially, interesting times means that they're not going to be the same. In order for it to be interesting, it must be different from the norm, the day-to-day. -day. Kind of interesting. But I'm not even sure I'm going to post this, this little apology and this little rant. But I don't know. I just I just was thinking in terms of updates and everything changing. And, and now you hear about these AI, I was going to say IAs, <laughs> these AI things that are happening. And until now... I have a, a, a photograph program that I use for my uh, astronomy. It's, it's called uh, Topaz AI. And there is an AI component to it. It actually interprets what the program thinks should be the way the pixels are shown and makes adjustments based on the way the program determines where those pixels should be, the size, whether it's blurry or not blurry whether it needs to be further uh, elaborate, whatever, whatever it does. It, it is a, a kind of rudimentary AI program. So I was like really ecstatic that, uh, that wow, artificial intelligence, this is so cool. And then this week we hear about, you know, uh, Elon Musk and others trying to put a pause on the development of AI. And... I don't know too much, again, I don't know too much about tech at all, so I, I'm the last person you want to listen to on this, but I, listening to the news, you hear things, you know, catastrophic kind of things that uh, that it can wipe out humanity. What does that mean? How does AI wipe out humanity? Certainly not my photographic program, but I guess computers, I was talking to my son who, who really is into a lot of this stuff. And he, he feels very cautious about, you know, the, the evolution of AI and feels that it really could. Computers could get very smart. My son is also a chess aficionado. And, and he said that, you know, computers, because I asked him, I said, in chess, the variable that I always felt was the incalculable variable that human beings are somewhat emotional and erratic and not necessarily totally logical when it comes to playing chess. And therefore, the computer was at a, a distinct disadvantage. And he was telling me that now 
with the computers becoming so smart, they actually can anticipate the nuances of human thinking and the irrational, erratic emotion and application of that to the chessboard. So I don't know if it's all true, but uh, I'm concerned. Now, whether, whether it's concerning enough that we as people need to be really on our guard and that one day little computer things will come around and, and bump us out of society and the world. I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. But I do think that things can be manipulated. And if the truth is manipulated by these computers, uh, if, if what we are fed in our newspapers and podcasts and TV shows, and if we are fed this information based on some computer somewhere deciding that it wants to advance itself, well, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, boy, I'm like, I guess I'm getting too old. Dick Tracy was the extent of my early years for being uh, you know, out there. And then came Star Trek, the original Star Trek. And I think that was in the 60s. <laughs> oh, and I remember Captain Kirk sitting down and talking to someone on a TV screen, which was, wow. These things just are the future. So whether it comes to my Audacity program being updated or your iPod causing you, or iPad, I should say, iPod, iPad, if, if your updates are driving you crazy, then you know, maybe you, like me, enjoy the serenity and the peace of things not changing. Last week and the week before, I talked about my wave theory. And the waves constitute change or challenges in our life. Those are our wave experiences. And when a wave lets you go and you're in a trough state, those are our experiences of tranquility. And it's those periods of tranquility that we, we abhor when someone comes along and says, oh, sorry, here's an update. You have to relearn all this stuff. I'll tell you. I don't know. Like I said, maybe I'm just getting old, but I kind of like things. Yeah, I, I, I've been criticized over and over for not having my cell phone with me. And I know I'm a dinosaur when it comes to that. And I get criticized and I get yelled at by my family. But I remember when I was young, we didn't have cell phones. Of course not. When we had a, a phone in my house, I lived upstairs. My cousins lived downstairs and aunt. Uh, and they had one phone. There was one phone in the house. It was a party line. And, you know, you'd get on the phone and, and there'd be someone else and you'd have to hang up and wait till they got off before you make another call. Since we had one phone in the house for two families, there was a, a pipe, I guess. I'm not sure what kind of pipe it was, but it ran from downstairs, my aunt's house, up to through our apartment. And when we had a phone call, someone calling in for us, you would tap on the pipe with a metal spoon or something, and we'd hear the tapping and come down and answer the phone. And when you were out of the house, of course, uh, you didn't get messages. You lived on a different time clock. You weren't accessible 24-7. And I don't like to be accessible 24-7. When, when you hear that ringtone and you're interrupted from what you're doing, what happens? You are now kind of disrupted and discombobulated. You've left the moment now and you go to a different moment of answering your phone. 
young people, they thrive on this. They love to be interrupted. They love their texts. They are just so busy texting that life itself exists in their fingertips, actually in their thumbs. Uh, I use my, my index finger to text. Uh, but you, know, you see these kids that, that just, they, they are carrying on conversations with their thumbs and to some extent, one foot in the real world and one foot in the texting world, but they thrive on this. It's, it's like adrenaline. It probably, probably is adrenaline to them and it keeps them apprised. Now, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's an evolutionary thrust forward and I just haven't adapted again. And maybe I'm not going to adapt. I, I As much as I get yelled, and please trust me when I say I get yelled at for not having my phone. A lot of people are disappointed with me on that regard. I don't know. I, I, can't, I, I can't really defend the fact that there are times when you need to have a phone. Maybe, maybe I should figure out in the next update how to just have an emergency ring on my phone. And maybe there already is one. That's why we need updates. You see, that's why I'm falling behind. But I would say, if anyone out there is an updater, please figure out how to make your phone ring only when it is critical, an emergency, when someone has to get to you, not, not because they want a recipe or because they want to chat, but because they're, they've fallen in a ditch and they can't get out, that kind of a ring. I would like that. I'm just rattling on. So I, again, the reason I got into this whole podcast today was simply because I felt I felt bad. When I produce something, I like to put my whole self into it. And I'm not a perfectionist per se, but I do take pride in what I do. And the quality of the last two podcasts really bothered me, but I couldn't get them out in time and figure out the updating time. So that's what today is. Now, whether whether this podcast reaches you, whether I post it, whether I find a solution to my update, I do not know. But it's my rant. And if you're listening to this podcast, uh, like I said, maybe you're one who, who thrives on change. And maybe, maybe if your life is so boring, that maybe the changes on your <laughs> the updates on your phone and maybe that's what you live for. God bless if you do. So hopefully I can be as loose and free in some of these podcasts. Maybe it's a better thing. Maybe it's maybe it's an update. How about that? Oh my gosh, I'm doing an update. I'm updating my podcast. Uh, I don't know. I need to get some feedback from you guys. If if I should update my script. And if I should just do these kind of spontaneous eruptions of consciousness, if you prefer that, or if you prefer more content-laden, and I'm sure I'll throw in some content as things impress me, but if, if you like the more you know, flowing, updated version of self-coaching, please let me know. Again, you can contact me at my website, selfcoaching.net, or on my email at selfcoachinghelp at AOL.com. And speaking of AOL.com, I'm also criticized by a lot of tech aficionados. You're on AOL. It's not Gmail. 
Well, I have a Gmail account, but I don't use it. I use my AOL account because that's what I've always done. Uh, I am just in, just knee deep in this sludge of familiarity. And even though it's it's kind of difficult trotting along sometimes, it's it's familiar. And I don't know if I want to change. But you can make me change if you want me to. Just let me know what direction you think is best. So I'm going to stop going on and on and on and on because I know I can get very long-winded. And maybe I'll just throw this podcast out there just in case you're interested. And until next time, you know, why don't you take a look at my website, selfcoaching.net. Uh, you can learn more about my self-coaching philosophy. And don't forget my latest book, Unlearning Anxiety and Depression. It is the culmination of those 45 years. And it is really an updated version of all my self-coaching uh, steps to kind of self-liberation. And it is a self-contained program. So check it out. And until next time, remember that being victimized by emotional struggle, it's not an option. By definition, Victims are powerless, and you're not powerless. So remember, everything is hard until you make it simple. So what do you say? What do you say? You join me every week, and what do you say? We make it simple together. Reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender. There is more than it seems. Hold on and fight. Follow your heart.